Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am your hostess with the mostest in this holiday season, Miss Shannon. Here with my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Jayton Satia, executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. And you, you know see I how... Still I, you, I, I'm still here. You... I, yeah, it's just... Yep. It's been three episodes yeah, of me flying. Yeah, I know. Listen to Yeah, I know. <laughs> of me flying solo. Three outstanding episodes of me apologizing to our guests who were disrespected by. Oh, man, look at that. <laughs> All right. You know, I deserve it. Keep them coming. But I am very happy to see your lovely face and to have you back and to hear your voice here on our final episode of 2022, how the year has just absolutely flown by. And it just made me really just uh, realize that we have been remiss in a couple of things that we promised um, over the last year. And one of those things is that, uh, Jaden, just so you know, we had a couple of guests and we're like, oh my gosh, we need to have you on again. And I was listening back to that and looking back to those notes and we have done nothing. None of that, Jay. None of that. Like all of the people we said we're going to have on again, we haven't yet. So we have plenty to do in 2023, which brings me to our current guest geek who was with us about this time in 2021. And we were going to talk about some music and some other things. And now he's back again to uh, bring us into the holiday season. Our friend Rocco Bonello. Hello, Rocco. Good Hello, to see you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Rocco, the uh, the amazing award-winning production director of My Talk 1071, uh, my Pokemon Go buddy. Another mm. thing we have in common, Jay, is that Rocco and I are both uh, of a certain age, and so we are part of that. Got my colonoscopy club, so like. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. No, I don't think we had. So, Jayton, you're not there yet, right? Um, I celebrated my birthday yesterday. Gotcha. Oh, see. And I'm 43. So what? Oh, is you that got age? it. You got it. You got a couple of years. It's 45. 45. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I waited till 50. Well, uh, it I mean, used I don't know to if be. We want to geek out about colonoscopies, do we? We can. Yes, it's, we can. I. Oh, it's healthy. It's yes, healthy. And Ryan Reynolds made it incredibly fashionable. It should have been fashionable already, but Ryan made it incredibly. Did, yeah, didn't he do an Instagram something or? Story yeah, he did or... a story on it, and then it turned out that he had a good reason to do it. Like he was doing it because. Because just so you know, to bring everybody up to speed, it used to be 50 um, that you would go and do it. And then they changed it. They moved it down. So people my age were like, now you're behind. So hurry up. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You see what I did there? I said behind, Rocco. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I didn't bring my rim shots today, everybody. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll find them for the next really whack joke I use. Um, but... Uh, so it's just, the, it, you know, and I don't, because Rock and I haven't talked about it. Mine was fine. It's more like you got to kind of mentally prepare and eat a certain way, like, you know, the week yeah. before and do all of this stuff. But the thing itself is pretty chill. What was your experience, Rocco? Yeah, same. I always thought, uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be a really uh, uncomfortable visit right. to the doctor's office. It's not that. It's no. more like you have two days of uh, your body prepping and yeah. doing weird things. And then I don't know about you, but I was put completely under for mine. 
And so you go in, something happens to you, you wake up, you go home. <laughs> and mine, <laughs> I was more of that slightly awake, sedated. Okay. So, so, like, I remember rambling about something, probably my, because they were like, oh, you're a comedian, what do you got going up? I'm like, I got a New Year's show. And I think I talked about that for 20 minutes, about being a comedian, but I don't really remember. And that's okay. what they told her. There's like, don't sign anything when you get home. Um, <laughs> I, because uh, they're like, you'll be fine. And I, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay. I, it went so, like, easy peasy once we got there. And I treated it kind of like, um, not a fast, but more like a cleanse that I used to do a couple of times a year anyway. So I'm like, why make it hard on yourself and only do this process starting like the day before? I'm just like, how about just for a week? I just kind of ramp into it. Okay. You know, kind of thing was my methodology. I'm all like, well, it's okay. Psychological as well, right? Right. Like if you're yeah. Preparing yourself to cleanse your body. Right. And then the last thing would be this procedure. Mm -hmm. Then you have the finality. So I like the fact that, like, what you did, Shannon, which was kind of prep for a week to yep. be like, more water, mm -hmm. you know, less of sugar, whatever. Less sugar. I'm like, yeah. normally I'm a pretty fibrous diet person. You got to be a low fiber diet. So I just started that sooner and just kind of treated it like, well, it's the it's my winter cleanse that I would do. And then it didn't feel super restrictive. It was, well, you had a reason to do this anyway. And I looked at it like a reset. Um, oh. And it's like, I don't know, did, they, did your, did your uh, surgeon like send you home with pictures, Bronco? No, nothing like ah, that. Yeah, mine. Not that you, I'm not showing them to you. It's dumb. But <laughs> like, I have one. It has like my little test results and stuff. And there's, he's like, and I like to send everybody with pictures. And here's one. The scope looks like that. So I have like four like weird selfie candids of my intestine. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, wow. We've had totally different experiences. Yeah. So I'm all like, they, were, they woke me up and like, we're like, you got to get out of here, man. You've been sleeping for about. 15 minutes too long here. funny no mine i they were right away they're like okay well like we'll give it a second and my sister was driving me and so she came in and we talked for a while and they're like everything seems fine we'll call you tomorrow go home and so i like got something to eat and then was like because it was just two syringes of sedative in the little iv oh. and then about oh, what procedure is it like a half it's an hour actual, right so it's kind of yeah exactly. yeah the actual, like, I was there, I checked in at 7.45 in the morning. I was back in the car by 9.30. What about you, Rocco? Because you took a uh, nap. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was, like, noon to 2 or something like that. It's a little blurry. Because, yeah, I was uh, totally under. I wake up, my wife's there. She's like, we got to get out of here. They're kind of looking at you kind of funny here. Because, yeah, I guess I just was like. You're just snoozing. It's a great time for a nap. <laughs> but, yeah. You got and, it. You know, it's a serious thing, and you know nobody wants colon cancer, so go get checked no, out. No, exactly. Uh, take it from us; it's not that bad. It's not thing. that bad, and I do think that we're at that in between age. Like I remember people talking about it when I was much younger, and they used to talk about um, the the cumbersome nature of what you had to drink, like how bad it was. Like I think it I, was it that was was that the barium one? Like it was something, and it was really gross, right. and you had to drink this stuff that everybody hated. Yeah. Um, and so that was part of it. Um, but now they're like, go get some Miralax. You can buy it at any grocery store and drink that with some Gatorade as long as it's not purple or red. Like, it's so mm -hmm. much right. easier <laughs> than it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only thing is, like, yeah, yeah, if you like Gatorade, it's going to be fine. Exactly. You know, kind of thing. And we're a Gatorade household. It's good. Yeah, there you go. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Been of an age kind of a thing, right? You're progressing through age. You're progressing through chapters of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now I'm getting solicited by AARP. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of the thing. It's like, yeah. And when I first got that, I was like, ah, you know, kind of thing. And it is, you know, it's the same thing where things are just slowly catching up to you. So I consider it a... um, Blessing and a luxury to have the kind of health insurance that I have in America. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get my colonoscopy. I'm not going to fight the system. It's like, because I know, you know, I, you know, I, I grew up with some people in my family that were like, I'm never going to the doctor. I'm not getting checked out. And it came back to bite them, I think. Sure. So that's been the adventure. So we were sharing that, you know, kind of thing. Because it just seems like a lot of people at um, my talk, we all hit the threshold kind of all at the same time yes. <laughs> and had to go in so we're like oh yeah, that'll my, be a good my, thing my coworker donna mm-hmm. she had hers like on a friday and i had mine on a monday so mm-hmm. we sort of joked about it all week that it was like our long butt doctor weekend and i didn't know that that's what they were doing and then i went to fill in on the show okay. and they have a grid sheet and the grid sheet had been changed to like i'm expecting it to say donna and steve like it always did yes. and now the grid sheet had been changed to but doctor headquarters i'm like what are they yeah. talking i'm like am i looking at the right thing i'm all <laughs> baffled and confused. Twilight Zone. right the black mirror episode. right <laughs> So, no, yeah. They find the words butt doctor to be amusing. Of course they do. Probably well, deep down, we all do. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking about other things that we find amusing, the last time we had our friend Rocco on, uh, back during the holiday season of 2021, we were talking mm-hmm. about, because he is a uh, appropriate geek of a variety of things, and so we were talking about the fact that um, a number of years ago, he really kind of deep dove into the subject matter of holiday like was it first christmas episodes right. of yes. older um uh television shows so not even like just sitcoms or anything just was at when you first started looking did you have a how old of an episode like a threshold of like anything from 1980s or 1990 uh, before or what did you count as older yeah, I, vintage i guess just anything um you know i'm a gen xer like you guys yep. so that 70s and 80s stuff really hits well, with, you know, because basically we did it to have a party. Like, yep. let's uh, have a, all our friends over and watch Christmas episodes. You know, we all we all love, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas and right. the Grinch. But let's dig a little deeper. And it's like, okay, yeah, there was the Brady Bunch one where Mrs. Brady loses her voice. Okay, well, let's dig a little bit deeper, you know. And uh, so, yeah, we I started to uncover all these ones from the 70s and 80s that maybe everybody forgot about. Then we yeah. dig back a little deeper, like Dick Van Dyke and the Honeymooners. And um, eventually, yeah, it just became like an obsession for me to try to track down, you know, th- Christmas episodes that would entertain my friends. You right. Know? And then have them over and just um, the idea a lot of the time was just like, I wouldn't pre-screen them. I'd be like, all right, let's just see what heart to heart Christmas is like. And then if like a half hour in, we're all bored, we would turn it off. But if we were cracking up, we'd keep it going. And and so, uh, yeah, we've kept it going. We um, 
and I've usually had a Christmas party every year where we watch uh, TV episodes. And um, over the past couple of years, I've branched out a bit. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic was part of it too, because I we ended up buying like a projector and having a, like a backyard screen. And uh, we're like, you know what? It's Easter. It's the middle of a pandemic. Why don't we see if there's any Easter episodes? And uh, since it's like March or May or whatever, you know, whenever Easter fell, uh, let's uh, have you over and watch Easter episodes. And sure enough, we did. There was like a MASH episode and an episode of Alice. And then I kind of went tangentially, like, all right, does this episode have something to do with bunnies? All right, that counts. That counts. We'll show it. Uh, does it have to do with rebirth, you know, uh, coming back from the dead? Okay, yeah, that counts. <laughs> and so um, we did some of those. Um, this year we had a Halloween party where we watched Halloween episodes. Oh, I'm sure that was wonderful. Yeah. It was fun because the, that similar to Easter, you could sort of be like, all right, well, this episode has to do with trick-or-treating, right. so that, that counts. But then there's <laughs> other ones where it's like, oh, well, there, well there's like a, this show is meant to be scary, like Tales from the Crypt or The Twilight Zone. Oh, sure. Put that in. Or this one has a haunted house or this one has a ghost. So, right. like, um, you know, we uh, had a few things that sort of uh, fit into the Halloween uh, episode genre. I'll, I'll zero in on one that I think everybody should watch. Yes, it's called a Chips Rock Devil Rock. No, that sounds and, glorious. Yeah, it is pretty good. And yeah. one thing I learned from last year was that Jaden. You know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, wasn't that show funny? That show Alice, that show Chips. <laughs> but Jaden, like, you no, weren't born here. You right. nope. So you probably don't have. I don't know. You don't have the same. Team. I don't have the reference. Yeah. Yeah, or so, the same um, nostalgia as no. Rocco and I, who are like, are we like nine months apart or something I like that? So. Yeah, something is really close. For um, me, so, it's much more of a discovery thing. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if you'll find this as amusing as uh, we might, but Chips was sort of a a bad uh, hour long drama <laughs> about like uh, the highway patrol. highway patrol, the California Highway Patrol with yeah, that's Eric Estrada. Um, yes. I, I do remember the. I mean, I have seen a couple of the episodes. So mm-hmm. I yes. Yeah. Well, then, yes, you'll you'll might enjoy this. Um, this episode it's called Rock Devil Rock, and mm-hmm. it uh, it it just is kind of a bonanza of badness. Um, <laughs> it is about like a singer that's sort of borderline satanic. He looks like Gene Simmons from Kiss, but his makeup is red. And he's played by Donnie Most, who played Ralph Malf on Happy Days. Oh, wow. Okay. They managed yeah. to make so, him like Kiss Rockstar. I have to look yes, this up. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you're already in on this. You're yes. Dead, right? mm-hmm. um, and then uh, his manager is played by Hollywood Squares host Peter Marshall. <laughs> Love it. And um, I don't want to spoil anything here, but um, the manager is maybe trying to off- uh, the singer so he can make some money, you know, in his death. <laughs> and um, it involves uh, backwards masking, you know, like uh, backwards satanic uh, voicing. Um, <laughs> at one point, um, it well, is- Well, that came out in 1982. So I remember, because that's when I was still at, you know, going to like a private Christian grade school, where they yeah. were like backward masking was the jam. 
Like yes, that was but, what they were like, oh my gosh, this is why we know the Antichrist is going to be here next week. Is that right? It so was yeah, all if you play us, if you play an album backwards, it says like you know, kill yourself, kids. Right. Satan says so. You know, which pretty much never happened, right. but they wanted us to believe that it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it happens in this episode, and um, uh, but like I said, it actually does have something to do with Halloween. There's some trick or treating involved. There's sort of a subplot about some kids and trick-or-treating and the kid that is trick-or-treating is played by a kid that grew up to be metallica bassist robert trujillo wow there's another layer to this jayton you'll like this here's the here's the imdb description ponch and bobby are hired to protect moloch a goth rock star moloch later tells them that he fears that he is cursed and that he is going to die the drama Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's it's pretty cheese ball. And um, it's only two bucks on Prime Video, so everybody go out there and find it. Rock Double Rock. <laughs> very good. Yeah. And Available. like I think at this point, uh Eric Estrada's partner, Larry Wilcox, had left the show. So there's like a new blonde guy. What'd you say his name was Bobby? Bobby. So that's Tom Riley. Officer Bobby Hot Dog. Yeah, yeah. So that was Tom Riley. And just so you the other reason you should watch it. Um, uh, Jayton, the thing that's cool about um, Chips in general is that the like chief of police of this highway, like the chief, is Robert Pine, Chris Pine's dad, and so that was like, so you're like, oh, well, you're, you know, so now it's just cool when you're like, oh wait, Chris Pine's dad used to be kind of like the cute guy, so you're not, <laughs> you're less surprised that Chris Pine is Chris Pine, right? When you see old school Robert Pine stuff, <laughs> you're like, all right, no, no, okay. You know, we oh, see where those moist blue, yeah, where those moist blue eyes came from. Oh, you got them from your dad, so that's all good. <laughs> yeah, so it's chips was it was one of my favorites when I was a kid. But I also that was when I was also growing up in Arizona, so we had a similar looking highway patrol because of where I grew up. Which I don't think it would have looked the same here. Did you have like because you grew up in the? Uh, in, did they have that kind of highway patrol with? Those motorcycles here in Minnesota, Rocco? No, I don't yeah, think. I don't think you did. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, know? it doesn't make sense to do motorcycles like year round, right? Yeah. So um there is, as long as we're talking about holiday episodes, there is a Chips Christmas episode. It's called Christmas Watch, but I think every time we've put it on, I think people get bored. It's not <laughs> it's not very good. Well, I will say this about Christmas episodes that um I do think the ones that were really leaned into Christmas, like trying to have a Christmas episode about um, something like chips, which is a very kind of outdoor related, not usually very super kid friendly. And and by kid friendly, I mean like a lot of kids on the episode. I mean, I think it's easier to lean into those where it's very family oriented. It's like these two buddy cop dudes doing stuff. <laughs> and Christmas doesn't look the same on so, like California shows like Right. That, it doesn't give you that nostalgic feel, so I can see why it'd be like you're trying. So they could throw up a tree in the background of like, you know, what they're doing and like uh, in the right. Um, you know, yeah, well, like, well, when you thing. get around like that, okay, there's a tree that you know, and then you see a squad car by. It just doesn't look Christmassy when they're like put Christmas lights on palm trees. It doesn't look. I mean, right. there's CSI episodes like that, right? Yeah. Or you know, there's just like regular shows that have been on for thirty years, and they have kind of the the decor mm-hmm. for the season, but that has no relevance to the actual episode. Right. Right. 
It's just yeah, like, this so was many in of these shows since they were obviously filmed in L.A. They do not look like a, a white Christmas no. with snow on the ground or anything or pine trees. It all they almost it all starts to blend into each other. Yeah, they all look like the Universal, you know, back lot with right. the you know the same sets and the same. Uh, it looks the the backgrounds, those mountains that are like in. Just the put a Santa hat on him, the lead <laughs> right. actor, and call it a Christmas episode. Yes, absolutely. No, those one. Uh, there's an episode of Knight Rider that is actually kind of funny. I should look that one up. Um, I've watched it a couple times. Knight Rider, are you familiar with that one, Jayton? Yeah, yeah, for Talking sure. Talking Tar and yeah. Hasselhoff. Um, there's an episode where he like adopts uh, what they call a gypsy child. I don't know. They never really <laughs> explain. I guess they might explain, but he comes from a gypsy family uh-huh. and he drives around and tries to save everything. But they just sort of shoehorn Christmas in like <laughs> you know, a half hour in the car says something about Christmas. Michael, are you buying the Christmas <laughs> presents yet? And it's it's silly, but it's uh, I would enjoy uh, that one's called Silent Night. With a K. Of course. Yes. Um, I see that one. I do is again. Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about the ones that I find like legitimately funny. That's another one that's sort of an ironic, you know, like oh, this is so bad that it's good, <laughs> sort of joy, holiday right. joy. Well, and I and I uh, we do uh, defer to you as the expert because the ones we talked about last year, um, some that were inherently aggressively Christmas, but the ones we happened to talk about last year also had this social impact. Um, flavor to all of them, which was interesting because even once we started talking about it, you're like, it didn't really occur to me that that's what I was doing until we started. I'm like, I'm like, and right. this one was about trans rights, and this one was about homelessness, and this one was about racism, and and those things, um, and were very uh, disruptive and subversive for when they came out, and that I thought was fascinating. So I know that you have an affinity towards okay this one is great because it's really bad and dumb right but also you're like but this one is legit edutaining right, right you know that's so. a great segue miss mm-hmm. shannon thank yes. you mm-hmm. um because yeah i i decided to maybe pick out a few christmas episodes mm-hmm. that i've watched a few times and that i think are just funny legitimately funny mm-hmm. um you know and some some things, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys. I like Adult Swim. Yeah. So there's some good Tim and Eric Christmas stuff. There's a, there's a, some Rick and Morty Christmas stuff. Um, but these ones are more mainstream than that. I okay. know that not everybody likes Tim and Eric and Adult Swim and all that. I don't think everybody um, gets Tim and Eric. I will give you right. that. Yeah. You know where I'm going. It's, it's a, it's a. It's a it's a very acquired taste. So yes. yeah. So let's start with the mainstream, but go. Hey, if yeah. you like it, that that if you're a Tim and Eric person, they did a good job of of their holiday episode as well as what Rocco seems to be saying. So right. okay, great. Well, these ones I'm gonna pick out here today. Uh, they're I'd say they are mainstream, but at the same time, these might be an acquired taste. Uh, let's just say you know, Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who it is for, uh, there is an episode called Mary, Joseph, and Larry. <laughs> okay. And I've played it at my Christmas party a few times because it is really pretty laugh out loud funny. Okay. Um, he, uh, Larry David, you know, mm-hmm. he basically is playing himself. He's a Jewish man, but he's married to uh, a woman that comes from a Christian family. They come to stay at their house 
for Christmas. And Larry, as he always does, sort of screws things up. Yeah. Uh, and gets himself in a hole. And uh, the way he decides to dig himself out of the hole is to hire, he's driving by somewhere and he sees in front of a church, there's a live manger scene. And he's like, hey, is there any chance you guys could like come by my place and maybe we could <laughs> make my wife's family happy? And, uh, you know, I I'm not going to give it all away. But um, it's, you know, if you find Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm funny, uh, make sure that you find time to watch the Christmas episode. Um, I'm just looking up. It is uh, season three, episode nine. Okay. Mary, Joseph, and Larry. Available currently on HBO Max. So if you yes. have that subscription, very easy for you to find. Uh, go and get that one. And 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 I am not a um, full-time enthusiast of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> enthusiasm. It's one of those things that I'm like, oh, yeah, you like the show whenever I sit down and watch it, which really disappoints some of my friends because they are evangelists. Right. Of this show. And, and I'm, I'm the like, same I way too. It. I I kind of don't do cringy comedy right. that much. Um it's a show that like like you said whenever you watch it this is funny I'm enjoying it but uh I don't seek it out. I probably have 6 seasons to catch up on and I probably won't because won't. it's like uh, every time you watch it it's just Ouch. Cringe. Yeah. Like you brought up another one and it's the same thing. So you brought up um Always Sunny in Philadelphia, oh, which yes. I cannot watch. Why I not? can't. That's a funny show. I can't. I hate everyone on that show. <laughs> I hate them. And I'm it's like, and you know, to be that way though. And I know, but that doesn't mean I, I find it so non-entertaining because I don't like them at all. Like I'm going. They're all terrible, and like, there's no redemptive quality. Like, I, I, it, it pains me to watch these terrible people do things. It's like I can't watch it, you know. And I get it. Like my, and people are like, "You're a comedian. How can you not like this show?" And I'm like, "Cause it's just mean." And I, like, I can't do it. Yeah, my ex-husband loved that show. Loved that yep. show, and he was like, "I'm like, I can't even be in the same room with it. Like, I feel bad." watching these people exist even though I know they're fictitious characters. So I just can't watch that show. But I get it. I understand it does a certain thing and why people Those enjoy people it. exist in the world. I know, but I don't want to <laughs> hang out with them. I don't want to watch if they were if if they worked with us, Jane, I'd be like, I, do we have to keep them? I, I would not want to work with them. See, though. okay. I'm like, I don't want to have coffee with them. I don't want to I don't want to pass them on the street. So, yes, this terrible. leads to, because uh, uh, I am kind of with you on this too, Miss mm -hmm. Shannon. Uh, I find it funny every time I watch it. Uh, my wife, if it came on, she would be like, why are all these <laughs> unlikable people shouting so much? Oh, my gosh, so you know? much shouting. But she'd probably laugh at it because right. it's funny. Um, but, again, you know, some people just are like, this is just too much. Yeah. I can't handle it. And then they but, tell me, but then bad things happen to them. I'm like, but. Even if I don't like them, I don't want to watch bad things. <laughs> so I'm like, I know it's me. I know it's me. And so how do they handle Christmas? Rob? Oh, it, this one is just 40 minutes of, I mean, it's kind of funny. It, as yeah. I've been watching all these Christmas episodes, you come to see that there's so many tropes that get used. Right. Um, you know, there's uh, maybe a, a, a 
young family with a baby in peril, like the you know <laughs> yeah. Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. There's people that get stranded from their family at Christmas, but they learn to uh, they learn that the true meaning of Christmas is to be with those that you uh, that love you and are lo- you know and that you love. Right. Um. Uh, one big one is Christmas Carol and Scrooge. Yes. One big one is caroling. Yeah. One big one is um, flashbacks to Christmas's past. This episode, uh, it's always sunny. Season six, episode thirteen, uses a lot of those. It okay. just takes. Uh, a few of those pretty much. You know, Which is very always like, sunny. Yeah. Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. uh, you know, because that show's kind of a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, it definitely involves some Christmas Carol, some Scrooge, but it sort of gets turned on its head. Uh-huh. Um, basically, there's three kind of stories that are kind of intermingling. Um, uh, there's uh, the Danny DeVito character. Um, he is kind of. Uh, they want to teach him the true meaning of Christmas because he's always <laughs> bad at Christmas. He is a Scrooge. Okay. Yes. Uh, they bring they bring a Scrooge in to uh, to sort. They bring ghosts in. Yes. <laughs> to teach that guy Scrooge. Okay. The true meaning of Christmas. It really doesn't work. Of course um, not. They also have some Christmas works <laughs> yes. on them ever. <laughs> yeah, they have some Christmas uh, flashbacks <laughs> to uh, Christmas's past, mm-hmm. and you sort of learn why all these characters are so. Um, hate hateful and um <laughs> unlikable because uh they've had uh they've had some uh traumatic christmases in the past that might have uh shaped them right and there's, um there's even uh i don't know if you'd call it claymation what would you call the you know the rudolph oh um, yeah that's claymation, claymation stop yeah. action yeah. yeah there's a you that know old five... rankin bass type thing yes. yeah there's a top animation yeah yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah, there's a good five, ten minute uh, segue into that, too. I watched <laughs> it this morning. I did laugh out loud a few times, even though I've seen it before. So if you can handle it, I would say Curb Your... I mean, um, It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia, season six, episode 13, uh, is a funny Christmas episode. It's right. a longer one, because that show is usually just a half hour, I think, but right. this is mm-hmm. maybe a double episode. Okay. So. I And I believe you. It's one of those things that I... You know how there's certain shows where you're like, it's not like I'm sitting here protesting that the show exists. I'm just saying, I know I can't watch it. I totally get why people enjoy it and how they can tap into it. So I'm going, yeah, I bet you it is funny. Because I do think it's well constructed. Um, The way that it does what it does is great. I just am like so uncomfortable. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. There is a there's a scene in in this that once you see it you won't be able to unsee it. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. I trust you. No, I, I think you should watch it. I think you'll. Jayton, you watch it and then you can tell me about it. I will so do that. Good. Yeah, because I'm like you're, and then I'll be like your wife because I'm sure she won't like it either. So <laughs> I think we're pretty similar in that kind of stuff. Like I'm like I don't think. Yeah. Is, does she like that show? No. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> That didn't sound like a Jayton's wife is sitting down no. to binge watch. It's always sunny with you. I'm sure she's like, you do that without me. That's when you go like, okay. I'm glad that I didn't misjudge because I'd been like, huh, I thought I knew her. Like you know her. No, okay. Her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But her everybody thing else is, out uh, there. Hers are more like friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like. The one with like where Ross dresses as the holiday armadillo. <laughs> See, um, you're like this is basic. this is funny. Yeah, 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 and that's a good segue too because there are a lot of shows, 
You know, it used to be, you know, maybe a show would have one Christmas episode over the run of their career or whatever. Like right. the one I'm, I'm going to talk about next is uh, Sanford and Son, mm-hmm. uh, which had, you know, one Christmas episode. Right. But shows like Friends kind of did one every year. Every year. Right. Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers are doing one every, every year. year. The Simpsons have well, like one. Repeat. I mean, Friends obviously when was it 10, 12 seat years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, there's shows that have longevity, I'm sure. Simpsons have many a Christmas episodes. Yeah, um, because they're good at leaning into theme episodes, though. Because I right. mean, we all, you know, uh, even before they, we were super like, oh, they're gonna do a Christmas one. I mean, their Simpsons, um, their their Halloween horrors one was something that was destination programming mm-hmm. every year, where that was something that they really leaned into. And and I had a friend who, similar to you, Jaden. Um, moved here uh, when he was a, a kid, but didn't grow up here, grow up here. And he's all like, if you watch TV, American TV, and from outside of the country, he goes, you think it's always Christmas. Because <laughs> there's always, like, there's so many, he's like, there's so many Christmas episodes, and it looks like it's always Christmas in America, is what he made it sound like. Because it always, that was one of the ones that would get broadcast wherever it was that he was growing up, which I thought was really interesting take on things. So I'm going... Well, I feel like there's other ones. He's like, nope, every episode is Christmas. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, an interesting perspective on it. So Christmas is a vibe, right? I mean, these yeah. holiday episodes—they're just a vibe, and hopefully, that's the vibe that you want for your for your personal life at that moment. I right. mean, that's why we gravitate towards certain animation. Like, we just want to have that vibe around us, and mm-hmm. if it happens to be one that is holiday episodic related, then you're more likely to to binge it and to enjoy right. it. Like, yeah, and maybe next year when you, if you have me back, we'll we we can maybe lean into some shows that are you know I've I've kind of always ta- I've talked about the ironically funny ones today. I'm talking about the legit funny ones. Yeah, maybe next year we can talk about like the legit heartwarming ones because okay. there are there are some, and even right. like the Simpsons episode where they adopt the dog. It's like I think it's the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's a Christmas episode, and I think every year I watch that, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm Mm-hmm. Or even like the Brady Bunch one, where the mom gets her voice back. Yeah, well, maybe next year we'll lean into like the uh, the truly heartwarming ones. Yes, I love that. I love that. I'm trying to think because we were just talking, some friends and I, about what's your favorite Christmas movie. Um, I have to think on it because I suddenly can't think of what the name of the one that I watched a million and a half times. Um, so the we'll most come recent back to that. one is pretty fun with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, uh, Spirited. I've heard yeah, that. that's yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's Christmas. It's a you know Scrooge and the the whole thing, but it's it's done really well. Right, because I think mine's called like something really easy, like The Night Before Christmas. Um, but it's this one where it's about this mouse family. Um, and I'm sure you've seen it, Rocco, because we're close enough in the same age. But um, it's this this mouse family, and yeah, it was the night before Christmas, so it was this TV short, and this one super, it was a uh, uh, one of those Bass and, and Rankin uh, movies, and this this know it all teenage mouse, uh, this know it all teenage mouse, wrote a letter to Santa. You know, him and his brainy mice friends, they wrote this letter to Santa that said, you're not real. And so Santa's like, okay, if we're not real, then I'm not coming here. I'm going to show you guys a picture of the brainy mouse because you just have to get the image. So like so so this mouse 
ruins Christmas for <laughs> and so Santa's like well then I guess I'm gonna save myself some trouble and I'm not coming and so what the town ends up doing it is and she and he's like father like I did write the letter father and they're like no you know Simon or whatever his name is um and so the whole town makes this because his father and or because there's humans in it too so the humans build this really fancy um uh, bell towery clock, this giant clock. And then the know-it-all mouse goes in to see how it works and breaks the clock. And so what it was like this break this like this whole town, including like he basically ruins this whole clockmaker's life because this super fancy clock that he spent all this time making that was gonna make music on midnight on Christmas Eve and make Santa come to the town, when they go to use it, it breaks. So now the family's ruined, Christmas is ruined, all over some mouths. <laughs> and I've been watching this since I was tiny. Like I had it, I had the album, Rocco and Jayton, of oh, this whole thing. I, yeah. I don't, this does not seem familiar to me. I'm yeah, looking at it. I right had now. the yeah, I had the rock I had the the album of this thing that I would like. And I I know the whole like if you ask me now, I could sing the songs now. Um kind of thing. And so Albert the Mouse wrecked everybody's life. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to ask my wife if she's seen this because yeah. she likes that ranking and bass stuff. And oh, the, then the this one is really and, yeah. It's yeah. really cute and very what you'd expect. So what you may expect less, last year we talked about All in the Family, so it is nice mm -hmm. to circle back this year with Sanford and Son. Yes. Do you have, is that a show that was part of your life at all or not? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a so I watched before this. Our time. Yeah, I mean, it was on reruns on a regular right. basis, um, and it's something that my grandma would have on. So okay. I do remember, oh, there's a junkyard, right? Yeah, so we would yeah, like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the shows that I, you know, that we would show from the mm -hmm. 70s and 80s, like I said, were kind of an ironic yeah. uh, love. And a lot of these shows that have uh, Scrooge uh, tropes, you know, you tend to roll your eyes out. You're like, OK, here it goes. But this one, I think mostly because of Red Fox's mm -hmm. comic delivery, makes me laugh every year. I mean, he was so Red Fox was uh, a comedian, stand up comedian. And I want to say I've never really listened to one of his records or anything. But I, I have. Say he, was, he was a little R-rated, wouldn't you say? Very. No? And so Wait, he okay. was yeah. very, yeah, he was very R-rated. Um, but it was, you know, part of the reason why, even though this was in 1975 and was on reruns by the time I was watching it, um, if you're looking, uh, if you're growing up a young black girl like I was, the the casting of this was so black. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful to be able to have this show that, you know, it's Sam it's Sanford and his son and I like and, and everybody and and you know uh, you know Sam, you know so it's him you know Fred and then Lamont and then their aunt Esther and like so a lot of the interactions of the family like they really did you know Aunt Esther uh, kind of bad every once in a while but it was in the line <laughs> with the way that they did those shows but to see pretty much top down a black cast of people who are a working American family was still very uncommon. Um, and that was what I really liked about it is because, yeah, you would watch like Starsky and Husky and they'd be two black characters. Um, right. You know, but this was really at the forefront of, nope, the whole family. And it's not even 
so much of the story, like if we flash forward to the Jeffersons, which is really kind of still a story about this black family navigating in a white central space, um, you know, you'd have this and then you'd have Good Times, which was really all about a black family navigating its blackness in America um, is what I felt about, you know, and why I can still go back and watch this and go, you know, for the 70s, this was a really... Mm-hmm. educational but funny just quality show you know yeah yeah and i have fond memories of all those shows and there right. are good christmas episodes of both the jeffersons mm-hmm. and good times right uh maybe we can talk about those another time too mm-hmm. but yeah i just think that this even though it's a scrooge thing and it's kind of been played out red's delivery of the jokes and the lines and making fun of esther and dealing with his son Lamont and yes. dealing with his nephew Rollo or whatever. It just, he makes me laugh every time. Right. Cause and he does, he had to be Scrooge. Cause yes, his whole he's the perfect char- Scrooge. Cause he's totally curmudgeon. Oh my gosh. Total curmudgeon. So tight fisted. So, like, just so cheap, you know, yep. kind of thing. And so he had to be Scrooge. Um, yep. And so in the end, when they get Scrooge gets his redemption, it is uh, kind of heartwarming mm-hmm. and it has a nice finish. It has a nice kind of epilogue where. He actually sings a Christmas carol mm-hmm. uh, at this Christmas party, and it, it just it works for me. I think yeah. it's funny, it's heartwarming, and uh, it makes me laugh out loud. Red Fox. And if you haven't seen as you can find his his stand up on YouTube and such, um, he is an excellent stand up in the same way that when you watch um, old school Richard Pryor um, mm, and stuff, like it. the way that he would be able to weave a story. Um, was like he was, you know, for the kind of because he's a storyteller. So I mean, so he's in the same vein as the Richard Pryors and the, you know, in and the Bill Cosby's, you know, those kind of things. Um, it's just he's more likely to swear like a Richard Pryor. Was. <laughs> um, but was an excellent, you know, excellent stand-up because I had the cool mom, Jaden, just you know. Um, so yeah, so we had his albums. You know, because we'd have comedy albums around them. So I'm like, okay. Um, and so I've had all this stuff around the same way that we'd have Richard Pryor. Um, so I really appreciated being able to see him as the lead on a show. Because if you look at the quality of stand-up comedian that he was for his time, he deserved a show as much as, you know, when we're looking at a... Um, a Carlos Mencia, not a Carlos Mencia, um, a, uh, oh my gosh, all of the all of the ones that we'd have right now, like like all of our kings of comedy type folks and all of those things, there's a reason why they get sitcoms. And so it made sense that Red Fox, with all of the things that he had done, deserved to have a sitcom, if that makes any sense to everybody. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, fan. check it out. What did I did I tell you what episode it was? I don't know. Um, uh, Sanford uh, and Son, Ebenezer five, Sanford. Five episode yeah. twelve. Looks like you can watch it on maybe Peacock or Pluto. So I also see it. Uh, I believe it's on Prime Video. So it's pretty oh good because so you could rent it. it. Or is it okay? Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I watched it this morning. I laughed again. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. December twelfth, nineteen seventy five. So. I was not selecting TV shows that year, but a few years later when it was on reruns, we were watching up in the 
the Paul house back then. So what else you got, Rocco? Or do you want to circle back to some other things that we should do as we're looking into our next <laughs> holiday? Like, you know, can you can you suggest any New Year's episodes? Or oh, anything gosh, like that that's funny. Do? I have, uh, I started to look in, I think there's like a, um, uh, there's a uh, night court, like New Year's episode. Uh, um, that would make sense. I, I think that would be my next one to look into. Although, however, I don't know how many of my friends I would be able to convince, like, hey, come on over for New Year's Eve and we'll watch uh, old TV shows. I don't know that that's going to happen. But uh, they do exist, and I'll probably uh, start digging in on it. I just did a quick search. Looks like there's uh, 30 Rock in the office. and It's all going to happen. How so do, you you guys, do you guys ever watch BoJack Horseman? I have not. I like animation. I, I haven't watched that either. Yeah. Um, it seems that's like, one for me that gets a little cr- like cringy. Like it's a little dark. It's a yeah, little dark and I'm like, oh, this is. I don't think I should be laughing at this. Yeah. Um, but that came up in my couple of my searches today, like, uh, um, like legit funny shows and stuff. I was like, oh, I haven't watched that one. Maybe I should. So maybe with your your New Year's Eve party, instead of doing it New Year's proper, you have to do it like a pre, yeah, couple of days before, and then people can still go revel. Like you have a, a brunch, <laughs> a brunch beforehand and go, here's what we do. I know you ought to go do your own New Year's Eve thing. So yeah. Rocco, yes. so I know we were talking about, we know we can always listen to you and, and you're our favorite uh, on-air producer over at My Talk 1071. But what else would you, like if you were going to just expand and go, hey, here's what Rocco's going to do next, what would you like? Like how could we... You know, not only Jake and Shannon, but all of our BR Geek listeners and stuff, like, help support and amplify you. Like, do you need your own I Know Too Much About TV podcast? Like, do you, like, <laughs> like, like, what do you, like, what do you, what do you, what are you working with? I know, it's funny. Well, um, I recently, am, I workshopped a segment on the Donna and Steve experience on my mm-hmm. talk. And I'm, I'm not sure it's going to take off or not. Maybe I can workshop it with you guys. But in the 80s, my dad, my dad was a doctor down in Champaign, Illinois, and but he was always kind of like the cool guy doctor. And uh, whenever they needed like a backstage, um, like doctor at concerts, like at the big arena down there in Champaign, he volunteered. He's like, I'll do it. I'll hang out backstage and whatever. And so he has all these stories from like... um, being backstage in the 80s and Bruce Springsteen and Ozzy Osbourne and Hall and & Oates and Eddie Murphy and stuff. And so I've started to interview him about some of these stories. And uh, to make it Donna and Steve worthy, I've called it uh, Backstage Butt Doctor. <laughs> okay. Of course you did. <laughs> so um, we tried uh, the first one last Thursday, which I guess if you're listening on the podcast would have been uh, – Thursday, December 8th, if you want to listen mm-hmm. like uh, to the mm-hmm. middle of the hour three podcast of that. Um, see if you like it. Tell me if you think it's worth uh, expanding or not. Absolutely. I don't know. My wife kept texting me. She's like, you can't be talking about these things. Isn't there HIPAA laws? You're not allowed to talk about giving Johnny Cash sleeping pills and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know. Johnny Cash is gone. My dad's retired. What's the, what's the worst <laughs> thing that could happen? I think it'd be fascinating. So we'll have to see what, yeah. We'll do a little research for you. But, I mean, it's one of those things that I would, like, if you did that as a standalone, I feel like that's the kind of thing I would listen to and go, that's a fascinating right. story. You yeah, know? maybe I need to break, you know, take it away from Don and Steve and just make it my own thing. Maybe I'll, you know. You write something around it. Yeah. Here's, so it, I don't know. That's something. But, yeah, I, uh. I would be happy to, you know, 
I, I love working on stuff and yeah. doing audio production stuff like that and uh, helping people tell their stories. So maybe if somebody out there has a story they want to tell, come find me. Absolutely. Together. Absolutely. Oh, and the other fun. thing, back to your butt doctor story. Um, <laughs> I can see it honestly where because of this, the length of things and the way we have to make the the – even on a on a talk station like my talk, it's still kind of the pared down version of things. And I can see this being like a twenty minute episode where you tell this whole story, but the the teaser of it is maybe on the radio, but the real thing is something that you do. And especially if you're like fully producing it and putting these things and and figuring out a way to uh, to make little radio plays about it, I think that would be fascinating to that listen would be to. Good. You're right, because mm-hmm. I did keep it to like two, three minutes. Right. But maybe I could make it a 20-minute thing. Yeah, that'd be like, fantastic. And if it talks about, especially if you, since you're such a musicologist as well, like adding in a little of the history of the artist, so you're still, yeah. you know, representing them and then going, well, here's this serialized story that's about what happened in the snapshot in Champaign, Illinois, this right. You know, it's interesting because in the story I told, mm-hmm. uh, my dad said um, that uh, Johnny Cash didn't look very good. And with uh, he and the way my dad tells it, and again, he's like a 74 year old guy. So who knows if he got the details wrong or not. But he's like, yeah, th- basically at the end of that tour, he checked himself into Betty Ford. Mm-hmm. So I Googled that a little bit and it turns out, yep, Johnny Cash did go to Betty Ford. And while he was there, he met like Elizabeth Taylor and I think like. Ozzy Osbourne or just some somebody you wouldn't expect. And I'm yeah. like, that's something I would in- think would be interesting right. to go down the rabbit hole of like the friendship of Johnny Cash and Ozzy Osbourne and Elizabeth Taylor. I don't know. Right. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe, it like could, pulling, maybe that could branch right. off. Like pulling in all these extra things and also just talking about here's the music that was popular with them while they were touring, what they were doing. Here's what else was going on in the, you know, with their contemporaries. I think that's a fascinating idea, Rocco. I love it. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe I could get people to reenact, you know, I could play Johnny Cash and Mm -hmm. somebody, Jaden could play my dad. (laughs) I don't know. Sure. I'll just be the. I'll do all the screaming fans in the background. That's all I'll be. Is this? I'll just be all of the screaming fans, and nobody else. I don't have to do anything else. We'll just. I'll just bring in. The, I'll bring that in, like kind of thing. They're like, "Oh, Shannon brought the the foley." Um. So. So that works. So Rocco, I know you're on the socials. So what do you want? Do you want people to go out there and and support and amplify you on Instagram? What are we doing? If you want, I mean, if, I'm not. It's weird. I'm I'm reluctant. It's not really your jam. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, be famous or anything. Even right. though people do stop me in the streets every now and then because they I recognize, recognize your voice. me from my talk, and it yeah. does give me a kick. I gotta. I mean, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's, it kind of feeds my ego a little bit. But yeah, As if you want, it should. I take pictures of the fun things and of my family at uh, on Instagram. My name Rocco Bonello, R O C C O B O N E L L O. I Check love it. Me out. Love it. And Jaden, I know uh, we just wrapped up our final Twin Cities Actors Educational Series for the year, um, uh, and that was wonderful. Uh, thank you very much for everybody that joined us for our final one in December. Uh, we just wrapped up some fundraisers and such that were going on. What do we have going on in January? Uh, we're putting together a Minnesota Shorts Showcase. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota Shorts Films um, at the Icon Theaters. I'm also working uh, with the Black Business Enterprises to do a uh, series of film in February for Black History Month. 
uh, as well. So there's a lot of things that are, I, we're always doing something. Just so you know, I was talking to our festival manager about doing another comedy shorts and stand-up oh, comedy sure. night in March is what actually yeah. I was kind of thinking. By then, I'm like, we'll get through this, we'll get through that. By March, I'll put that together, which we would love to have you come and join us and see some great comedy, um, Rocco, because we haven't done one of those in a few months either. So don't be surprised when that comes across your desk, um, Jayden. So, Jayden, but you personally, what you got going on? What you got going on? You doing any acting? You doing any, What are you doing? Making any movies? Did you finish your screenplay? I mean, all of those things are in the back burner <laughs> uh, just uh -huh. because of just life. And just I'm trying to focus more on just families, being yep. around them a little bit more, um, which I think is it's healthy. So I just came back from a vacation. We're planning another vacation. We've already planned it in February. We're going for two weeks in um, February. So I want to focus 2023 on more friends and family. And I think everything else will just kind of fit into right. everything else that I need to do. I think uh, I want to do more of the the smaller things that bring me joy as opposed to plan for bigger things right. that may bring me joy. I know the things that do bring me joy. I want to focus on them first. I think that's wonderful. Well, you can go to my website, MissShannon.com. I'm going to be doing headlining the New Hope Cinema Grill again with my best friend Tiffany Norton uh, on New Year's Eve. So you can come and see in that. And then I don't even know if I told you this, Jayton. I've signed on to executive produce um, a film with one of our Twin Cities Film Fest filmmakers, Simone LeClaire and her team. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's very up my alley, just so you know, Rocco, as well. What it is, is it's a queer sci-fi comedy. So it ticks all of Miss Shannon's boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like nothing about, when she's pitched, I'm like, I'm here for all of that. So. Is this a feature or a short? It's a feature. Wow. Yeah, I know. And so. Um, I worked on some shorts and some other things like that before, but I was very excited that they asked me to come on and, and help with the executive producing and the publicity, uh, the public, the, the publicity on this project. So it's an expansion uh, for no me. Joke. And, and, yeah. Congrats. And so, and I love the I love the filmmaker Simone LeClaire. You know, she and her partner. I think they do great work in what they're what they're trying mm -hmm. to do in this space. Um, and uh, back to what you're saying, Jane, about finding projects that interest you and how you can build your skill set. When she hit me up, I'm like, I haven't done that precise thing before, but I'd like to, and I'm excited to help you expand in the space. So um, that is going to be, you'll be seeing us talk about more and more of that, and we plan on doing our filming in January um, as well on that. Jayton, also, we are supposed to be doing Be Our Geek, our next in-person episode, um, again, at um, one of our favorite local conventions. Uh, we're going to be at Console Room, our local fan-driven Dr. Who convention, coming up in January as well. Um, just because I know how your schedule works, Jayton, I have already asked Taylor Sisko, T. Aaron Sisko, a.k.a. Trey Aaron, to be there. I would prefer it was you, so I will remind you the dates. No, that's a Sunday the 22nd, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I think I texted you back this morning. <laughs> this morning. I'm, I'm available. Thank you. Um, but I think Taylor would be great to have as oh, well. Oh, he'll hang out with us as well. Yeah, he's yeah, always, sure. yeah, he's great, you know, kind of thing. So we're very excited to go there. You guys are more con people than I am. So I, feel, I know, but. You know, I always feel like, do I really belong here? I mean, I belong, of course. I mean, everybody belongs to the con. But um, we uh, don't worry about it. Taylor and I are going to be there anyway, but we're also doing a stand-up comedy showcase. 
at Concert Room this year, and Taylor and I are doing something that we kind of started last year but didn't have enough time to really work on it. And so it's kind of a Sunny and Cher uh, musical comedy <laughs> duel thing. Wow. I, yeah. I'd come just for that. Yeah. So you could come and see that. So we're going to do that the Saturday night and then we're going to do the podcast on Sunday. And so everybody will be able to hear all of that and more. All the information will be on all of our websites and you can just always follow BR Geek on all of our socials. So you can just look for BR Geek on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For now, I might eventually take us off of Twitter because I have a bad attitude about it. Um, So <laughs> we'll see. It's totally personal. I didn't even consult you about that yet. No, I agree. Yeah, it's just not my particular style of dumpster fire. But you can also email us directly. You can go to brgeekshow at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a message, feel free to call us at 612-276-2774. We appreciate everybody. I always encourage you to go to our website with the Twin Cities Film Fest, which is twincitiesfilmfest.org. Um, and Rocco, I, yeah, so we should, let's, let's, we were gonna do two things, a music related one or another holiday related one. You get to pick, what's your preference? Okay, okay. you mean yeah. next time you have me on? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know, okay. um, let's do, let's do, I mean, I like being the holiday TV okay. guy, it's kind of fun. All right, well, let's look at, let's, let, let's look up around Easter. I'll put that okay, on that the calendar Okay, that sounds fun, now. let's do it. I like it, so Jayton, you got anything else? What you thinking over there? No, I just want to wish everybody happy holidays and um, safety. Just be safe and be with the ones you love. Absolutely. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm sure that we will check in with everyone again soon because everyone is a geek about something. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.